Welcome back to the latest edition of the Red Bird Report. I am your host, Jake Summersheim, and with me, as always, I have Mikey Fornelli. Mikey, how's it going? Good, Jake. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Able to get this in before this supposedly crazy snow comes in, but I, it keeps it keeps getting less and less snow. Like, I saw that last night it was like, oh, snow starting Tuesday night, and now it says rain starting Tuesday night. So maybe it'll be a little bit less than we think, and I knock on wood on that one. But. Yeah, knock on wood. I heard it's supposed to be like freezing rain first and turning into snow it's like super nice out right now though yeah it really isn't bad which in itself freezing rain might be worse because people yeah. driving to class and stuff with those buses that's arguably worse conditions you can't plow that yeah i would so. agree with that but um, redbirds basketball. yeah redbirds basketball it's it's been rough recently last four games or so one and three they blew out evansville put up 94 points and then uh, two days later they put up 53 points and a three-point loss at Evansville um, bigger than that loss though they lost side Chapman for the season mm-hmm. with an ACL tear um, as of last Wednesday the last home game he's yet to have surgery on that they're waiting for the swelling to go down um, excuse me um, anyway but uh, since since Chapman's been out, they've lost. They lost that Evansville game by three points. They lost to Drake by one point in overtime, which we should actually discuss that one. Yeah, in, we were back both in a there second. for that one. Um, that was an interesting circumstance, and uh, I'd like to talk about that one. And then they lost to you and I, uh, seventy-nine to sixty-four. Lost by fifteen points, but honestly, it felt like they were losing by more throughout most of the game. Yeah, they, they just never really held up against no. you and I. It felt like and into the Drake game. You know, obviously that was at home. It's coming off that tough loss against Evansville. You kind of figured that they had a chance to win at home. They've been so much better at home, and I think a lot of that game just went the wrong way. Luckwise, in some cases, there were some missed calls. I mean, Mueller himself was not afraid to say it. Uh, but there also otherwise were some plays that they could have scored on. I mean, I think that as much as we love to you know, build up Antonio Reeves, he did have a couple bad shots towards the end of the game that they ended up losing by one. They did. And uh, like you mentioned, Mueller was not a fan of the refs. His quote was hilarious, by the way, uh-huh. at the end of the press He was like something, like something like, I don't want to get fined. But, and then he like gave great details of like why he was fouled and what happened he was like uh can you watch on the replay and kendall lewis's was grabbed by the arm and have you seen the picture kendall uh, no, lewis, that I was a him. missed call i believe um, him if dan's gonna get that upset about it knowing he probably will get fined i believe him i don't think he because then he was like you go on the replay you see um you see kendall had a arm wrapped around or a hand wrapped around his arm and um i mean he came into the press room like mad mad you can tell and uh, and it wasn't just because of the loss it's because he sat down and he said right away just got back sorry i took so long i was watching some film of the last couple plays yeah. and then he immediately went on to, mm-hmm. to, to talk about i don't want to get fined but here's every detail of why that was a foul it was it was pretty funny and then he was like yeah he was going into great detail about how it was a foul and then he was like but the rest did a great job hard game to call yeah, whatever right. whatever trying it was hilarious to save the- that's the picture though right of Kendall Lewis's last I know you, shot. I know you guys at home can't see it, but yeah, it's com- his his forearm is completely gripped yeah. by the defender, and the shot ended up going. I think that was the one that went over the top of the net, right? No, that was Kendall. That was the one. Um, the Antonio Reeves won the ones right. that went completely over. But and that then, was obviously a foul too, because Reeves yeah. is not going to do that on, on a shot like that. Yeah, I agree with that. I didn't really. I think you may have had a better angle than me. Did you see anything in real time? 
Not really, because I was higher up. I mean, yeah. I was behind the basket, but I was higher up. I couldn't really tell. Cause the only it thing was I like... could see was was Muller getting extremely frustrated and Reeves getting extremely frustrated, which Antonio yeah. denied after the fact, but you could tell he was he was really upset about that, looking for a foul. Oh yeah, I have I have it on video. I caught him in 4K jumping up and down after there wasn't like screaming, like like, like yeah. waving his arms. And then in the presser, he's like, "No, no," because he doesn't want to get fined either. Yeah, no, and, I, and I get that. He's also a uh, pretty laid back in the press conference oh, yeah. to say he, the least. he always has very little to say yeah um, guy. anyway isu on a three-game losing streak i want to bring up a positive though over these last two games mainly and that's uh liam mcchesney stepping up for side chapman yeah. and um i wrote a column last week about what isu was going to do without side chapman and i completely didn't even mention liam mcchesney <laughs> i completely I figured it would be Ryan Schmidt and Abdu Indai well, getting you, more you minutes. Well, you heard Muller before the uh, Drake game. They had Schmidt starting, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, two minutes before, they changed it to uh, McChesney, and it was literally just because of a sizing thing on yeah. Drake's starting lineup. And then he put up, you know, career-high 14 points against Drake, and then he followed that up with a team-high and another career-high 19 at UNI. So that's just unlucky for Schmidt, because yeah, now is. McChesney has kind of stolen that starting job. Uh, at least, well, I would call it a starting job. And now Schmidt's kind of like, oh, I didn't even get my chance. Yeah, and uh, McChesney had eight rebounds too. If he keeps that up, that's a um, that's a big big discovery. I don't want to say discovery because he played well off the bench, right. but big starting discovery. Yeah, I I feel like this is not what people were expecting when no. he stepped into the starting role. And I I think Dan mentioned it after Drake how uh, he wanted Liam to compete more. Right. And I don't know, maybe it's just a mindset thing now. He's starting, he's thinking about confidence, that. Confidence, yeah. Yeah, it could just be a confidence thing. And now he's put up 14 and 19 points. Well, I think it was, it was interesting in that presser after Drake how Antonio, Kendall, like all those players were like, you could obviously tell they were kind of at a loss for words on what to say about not having side like they didn't have prepared answers like yeah. oh we're gonna be fine without him like they were a little bit more open than usual kind of saying like it's going to suck to not have him yeah and they didn't i'm not quoting them exactly that's not what they said but you could tell in that presser i mean they they are sad to not have him and they know how much he means to their team it's no surprise yeah and that's uh that's a really important piece they lost yeah and it's probably isu's probably going to continue to skid for the next couple, I would, I'd be surprised. First of all, I'd be surprised even if they had Chapman, if they'd be Loyola. Yeah, I could also see them losing to Southern. Yeah, that's t- uh, that's tougher. But Loyola tomorrow is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. Saturday at home again against SIU, like you said, that'll be another close one. Valpo on Wednesday, which I noticed this during when I was talking to uh, Eric Schweizer the other day. Um, Muller is like I don't remember the exact stat, but he's like two and nine or something like that against Valpo career wise, which is ridiculous. Considering that he still has a winning record as the ISU head coach, that I I saw that the other day and I was low key surprised he still has a winning record. Right, he still has a total winning record, but he's like two and nine against arguably one of the in and out worst teams in the valley in Valparaiso, at least as of late. Yeah, hang on, I'm trying to figure out the exact number. It was in a ISU media packet at one point, but while you're looking, I'll keep talking about some more future games. The 12th, Saturday, Indiana State. Then they just have a couple more home games. Rounding out the schedule, get to see Bradley again at Bradley. And finally, hosting Indiana State. And you're thinking, 
unless ISU really skids here and like doesn't win any more than like one more game, that Indiana State ISU game could produce some seedings for for Arch Madness a, a week before it starts. Do you think ISU is destined for a Thursday game now? Yeah. Yeah, I I can't help but think that. This is their second three-game losing streak this season. Um, Pretty much both within the month of January. January, pretty much December 29th, they started their three-game losing streak. Loss of Valpo, loss of – no, no, sorry, excuse me. Postponed against Loyola, and then when they got back to it, they lost to Drake. They haven't been the same since that postponement either. Which yeah, is, I agree with that. Which is fine, but that's I mean, if you have a flow going and you have and you're on that streak where you can't lose any more than like a game or two in a row, and you you bounce back and win, and all of a sudden they can't stop these losing streaks. That's because you didn't condition. You weren't together as a team for a whole week, which is just dumb luck. I mean, with COVID. Yeah, I agree. They have just looked very bad after. Um, I mean, they're two, after they're that. two and five in the last seven, including that Bradley game where they made a miraculous comeback. Like that could have gone either way. Yeah, for and sure. And then Evansville at home, which they won by forty points, and should have beat Evansville two days later. But I don't think they took it seriously enough. Well, currently, ISU, if the season ended today, they would just barely be a Thursday team at three and six. Mm. They would be the. Seven seed? Mm. Yeah, seven seed. Playing Evansville, I want to say. All right. And then it would be Valpo and Indiana State in the other Thursday game. Um, I don't know. I, I just – it's very bleak when you lose to Evansville, who was, I think, 0-6 going into yep. Sunday. Yep. Especially after it blow them out. That just shows me that they're kind of an immature team. Yeah. Like, because, and I thought ISU was past the point of getting a good win and then getting embarrassed the next game because I, I don't know, I've been on this beat for three years and I've seen that plenty of times. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, they've kind of fallen back into that a little bit and they really need to snap out of it. Yeah. A month left of regular season play. I mean, there's still a good eight or so games, I'm guessing, I think. Nine? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, nine games. I yeah. I think it's exactly the halfway point right now. Th- there's five home games left. I remember look, remember seeing that, so I'm assuming there's about the same amount of away games. Yeah, nine games left, and I assume three and six. Yeah, so exactly halfway through the point. They're not completely out of it yet. No. Like, I don't want to say that, but I just think it's very bleak because now it kind of reminds me more of the roster – I know it's just one player, but without Chapman was a player that they've needed the last couple of years. They've needed a physical, a big body down low. And, I mean, McChesney is three inches taller than Chapman, but he's also – he's very skinny. And Chapman's more built – he's like a – he's a more physical presence right. down there. Chapman's – or, excuse me, McChesney is, is not going to be able to hold up with Gage Prim. No, but that's when they bring in Ryan Schmidt in. Right. And then that's where I'm also concerned. Even then, Ryan I don't think yeah. Ryan Schmidt can... I mean, Cy barely hung with Gage. Yeah. He did, but it was only because he would. He was really physical, almost to the point where he was fouling him. Oh, I don't know how he gets away with half of the half of the things he does because yeah. he is... It looks like he's playing football out there half the time. And Prim and Chapman were, like, at least in the second Missouri State game, were really getting each other's face, too. Like, they were fighting. They were mad. I mean, well, Chapman was mad about the first game. And I don't remember. Were you at the first? You were at the first Missouri State. Do you remember how 
beat Cy looked at oh, the end yeah. of that game. He just well, looked... was pretty much just inside the whole time, but he was stopped for only, like, I think 12 points or something, which that's not really stopping him, but in an overtime game where Isaiah yeah. Mosley probably had, like, 20-something, I'm assuming. Um, I wanted to go back to Cy's injury. Were you, you were watching the game when it happened, right? Yeah, yeah. I did not think it was a torn ACL when no, it happened. he... he he kind of like walk. He didn't walk off on his own, but he was like it wasn't a stretcher or anything. I mean, his teammates helped him yeah. off. He hobbled off. It, and then the announcers, even in the game, were like, I don't remember what exactly they said, but something about him staying on the bench or something like that. And they were like, usually when it's a lower leg injury, it doesn't seem as bad as it is or something like that. And then it ended up being a torn ACL. Yeah, I so. just did, like I thought it was maybe an MCL or ACL strain. Yeah. Um. I did not think it would have been torn. That's a that's no, a tough one. Me neither. Um, hmm. Anything else about men's basketball? Nope. I think, like you said, it's going to be a tough month for them, but they still have a chance to turn it around if they really dig deep and, and can try. We have the women's basketball team, though. Yeah. Coming off a win. Uh-huh. Um, they did lose to... You and I, you and, and I, then yeah. be Drake, right? Yeah, they're on a they're on a nice home stretch right now. And by nice, I mean like just staying at home is nice for them. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah. Right now they're one and one. After last Thursday, they lost you and I, and in that game, Juju Redman and Deanna Wilson combined for like fifty four of their sixty seven points or something like that. It was ridiculous. And Mary Crompton and others only had like a one one shot each or something. Or one uh, complete shot. Either. Oh wow! Yeah, they had thirty-four and twenty. Redmond had thirty-four, and Wilson had twenty, and no other ISU player had more than three. Right. Besides that, that, what the key was in the Drake win seventy fifty-eight was Crompton had like twenty points and had like five three-pointers. Maya Wong had a bunch of three-pointers, and Juju Redmond and Deanna Wilson still were able to score while still playing solid basketball to set up their teammates. It yeah. needs to be a full-team game if you want to win. Yeah, it's a much better game Saturday. 21 from Mary, 17 from Maya, 11 from Redmond, and then 8 from uh, is that Bowman? No, it's Kale Newland. Which yeah. She had a big three-pointer, too. Very interesting player to me still. Yeah. Um, Because sometimes she's just very good off the bench. Yeah. I mean, they needed that bench production in that game against Drake. I mean, if there's ever been more of an indicator than still losing to you and I after your two best players combined for 50-plus points, then it's use your bench against Drake. And they did. And yeah, that's a good won. bounce back, Agreed. I would say. That's a, that's what, that's a, what. I mean, I hate to go back to Redbirds men's when we're talking about Redbirds women's. I'll keep it here really fast. But that's what the men's team needed. They needed to come out with a new sense of urgency and go in. And you could tell Gillespie about the women's team was stoked after the game because that's exactly what she wanted. So now you see Evansville yeah. and Indiana State this weekend. So they were first going into the weekend, or tied for first, I want to say, right? At 6-1. and one. Yeah. And then now they're sitting at second at 7-2. and two. Um, They're one game, or I guess half a game behind uh, Southern Illinois. I mean, they're very much in this. I very think it's much. just it's a huge turnaround after how poorly they started non-conference. Oh, yeah. I, like... I, we were bashing them pretty early on in the season, uh-huh. and I did not expect this, really. Yeah, maybe it shaped them up a little bit for their conference season. For sure, um, for sure. And like I said, they get to stay at home this weekend, which is nice. They got Friday and Sunday, so not not a, uh, a pretty quick turnaround. But they did it last weekend, too, Thursday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, day game on Sunday, night game on Friday, Evansville and Indiana State. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, still, unlike the men's team, I want to say they have more than half their schedule left. Yeah, they go a little bit later because their tournament's not till the second week of uh, of March. No, they're also halfway through the season. Huh? Really? Maybe they just do yeah. the, the women's tournament a week after men's just so they're not the same weekend then. Yeah, probably. So you can get different viewership on both. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Anything else about women's you got? No, I just want to give them kudos on a big win on uh, on Saturday. That really was nice, and they did exactly what they needed to to bounce back. And I think if they can keep a little bit of both, you know, starters playing really well, but also being able to rely on your bench, they will be able to continue to do well in conference. And then the sky's the limit from there. Because as you know, it, it kind of reminds us of last season. They played well in conference, and then they kind of got upset in Hoops in the Heartland to Loyola. Um, and... They, they lost, lost on a free throw, I, right. I want to say. It was Juju, too. Mm-hmm. And so she's been going crazy this season. So they, I mean, they know what it feels like to have those expectations and just fall. They don't want to do that again. They know mm-hmm. that feeling. I think a good sign so far is they rank second in the Valley field goal percentages. Mm-hmm. Uh, first in free throw right now. Um, what else? First in three-point field goal, which oh, is easy. probably due to Mary and, uh, oh, they easily lead that they yeah. lead it they have so many good three yeah. point shooters on that team every single player on that team can shoot a three if they're wide open mm-hmm. most every single player i should say wow they are really really are blowing that out they're they're at a uh 36 percent clip and the next closest is 33 percent. ridiculous yeah um their rebounding has been good too they rank second with 31.8 a game yeah they look good on, on the offensive boards at least uh, on saturday at least in the second half and gillespie herself kind of called that out too which is nice there was yeah. a lot of other sports on over the weekend though we wanted to talk about quick about some football teams yeah it was the nfl playoffs um the afc and nfc championship game we have the super bowl coming up in two weeks um that AFC Championship game, not what I expected. Bengals no. win by a field goal. It was 27-24, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure. Yeah, I think that's right. I love Joe Burrow, man. He's so cool. Oh, I love Joe He's Burrow. He's so cool. This is his whole first Joe season. Shicey. His whole first season, basically, or first full season, I should say, after the ACL tear last year, just got went off this season, especially in the playoffs, just so chill about everything. I mean, have you seen his Instagram account? It's so funny. Oh, it's fantastic. He'll just post stuff and just say the most random things with it. Like when he won the national championship, it was just something me and my friends did back while, back a while ago and just him holding the national championship trophy. Like it just he's very chill about everything and he just goes out there and wins. Mm-hmm. Job's not finished kind of guy. You got to respect mm-hmm, it. For sure. Um, but that's enough of me fawning over Joe Burrow. That was a great it was a I great love game. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Uh, big shysty. Yeah. Um, him and Jamar Chase are phenomenal. I oh, was yeah. bashing them getting Jamar Chase and not uh, Sewell. Yep. I I am concerned about their line against the Rams though. Like realistically, their offensive line might not be able to hold up against Von Miller. Uh, yeah. And, I uh, mean, you saw how much Donald Donald got to Brady. He was kind of a less factor against um, mm-hmm. the Forty ers and Jimmy G somehow, but. Um, it, if Burrow and the Bengals aren't careful, they will fall right into that trap of that Rams defense. Cause yeah, and uh, you know, on the flip side in the NFC Championship, um, this almost could have been a completely different Super Bowl if the teams uh-huh. that were winning at halftime didn't blow it. The Chiefs blew it. The Chiefs mm-hmm. wanted to lose as soon as the second half, was, second quarter was over, because they got stopped at like the one yard line instead of going for the field goal, and they weren't really playing with any urgency, and they ended up losing. But yeah, you're right. It could have been a completely different game. 
Yeah, and then uh, 49ers came back, lost. I, I don't know. I felt like that whole fourth quarter, I was like, yeah, this the Rams are about to win this. Right. You were confident that the Rams had it. Like, I, My only thought was that Stafford was going to blow it again, which I do have a lot of respect for Matthew Stafford, even though I'm a big Bears fan, obviously. But, like, he has been known to, like, not be able to complete it in that in the late fourth quarter. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm curious about that, too. If it comes down to it, I mean, maybe this is a hot take, but if it comes down to the fourth quarter, I feel like I trust the Bengals more at this point. Exactly. I told my roommate's actually a Bengals fan, so I'm huh. I'm slightly invested into the Super Bowl at the moment. But um, I said it's either going to be a blowout for the Rams, mm-hmm. or if it comes down to the wire, the Bengals are going to win. If the Bengals can somehow master the Rams' defense early on and like and make it so that Donald and others can't get to. Joe Burrow, then all of a sudden it's the Bengals game to lose. Because, I again, I think I trust the Bengals offense a little bit more. And that sounds bold because Beckham's been showing up a lot more. And what's his face? Robert Woods isn't playing anymore. Cooper Cup, sorry. Cooper Cup, yeah. And um, Stafford obviously has been playing out of his mind in the playoffs, and I respect that. I mean, he's this is his first time he can ever go win a Super Bowl, so I respect that. But, yeah, again, if the, if the Bengals defense can't – or sorry, the Rams defense can't get to Burrow, then it's over. Yeah, I really think if it comes down to the fourth quarter, it's going to be uh, Joey Burrow and the Bengals winning it. But um, I don't know. that. I don't know if I believe in their defense fully, and I definitely don't believe in their offensive line. Like you said, yeah, for sure. If they can get some pressure on Burrow, then I think it'll be a much different game. But if, if it's the third quarter and it's like a one-score game. The Bengals secondary uh, can't it, handle Cooper Cobb. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. So Somehow all season long, people still haven't been able to figure out that when Cooper Cup is streaking downfield wide open, Stafford's only looking at him. But For sure. Um, I mean, who's going to stop Cooper Cup? Eli Apple? Like, no way. So, I, I mean, you saw him almost blow it at that game, and then he still was tweeting, talking crap to uh, Tyreek Hill. So Yeah, I want to – the Bengals are incredibly lucky they got a third chance, like a third yeah. Patrick Mahomes mistake because he fumbled the ball away. They could have recovered that, potentially. I mean, they weren't in great position to recover it. They got the yeah. field goal to tie it up. They could have ended the game right there, not even go to overtime. And then Eli Apple could have picked him off. He dropped it. And then they were lucky they got the deflection t- or the tip drill interception of all interceptions. Yeah. Although, as much as people make fun of Apple on social media, he was a big part of that tackle at the end of the first half that stopped Hill from getting into the end zone. Because that would have changed the game, too. Because then the Chiefs would have been up 28-10 to 10 and gotten the ball back at the end of the halftime. For sure. I mean, he didn't have a completely terrible game. No. Um, I'm just glad I don't have to watch another Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo in it. <laughs> Jimmy G. Yeah. Yeah, the beginning the beginning of the Trey Lance era, I guess. I it, it almost is a good thing they lost because if he would have if they would have won the NFC again, even if they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl, it kind of like makes it hard to not move away from Jimmy G. Yeah, for sure. For them at least. That would have been funny, though, to see ISU's two biggest rivals have a representation in the Super yeah. Bowl. Oh, ISU would have, too, though, with uh, Devontae Harris. I for- Wait, is he still on the 49ers? No idea. He was on the 49ers at one point this season. He kind of bounced around. Huh. That's interesting. Oh, no, he was at the Chargers at the end of the season. He was with the 49ers earlier, though. Um, I just like the Super Bowl because it feels like two teams that are actually fighters. Like they're not. It, it's neither yeah. the one seeds in either conference. 
No one expected the Bengals to make it this far. The Rams were a favorite, I guess, in the NFC, but they weren't the Packers. I really didn't expect the Rams to make it at like the midway point. I was like, yeah, no. they fell off. They're... Part of me even thought that the Rams were going to blow it in the wild card game against the Cardinals, but Kyler Murray just looked lost. So nah, I, I'm a big Cardinals I'm a, fell off. I'm a big uh, Kyler Murray guy, and he just he just fell off. But um, yeah, the Rams kind of tore through the NFC playoffs, and I got to respect that. Um, prediction for Bengals Rams. Ooh. I'm going to have to think about it for a couple days, but I'll give you one right now. I might change my mind, but... It's okay. I've, I've given predictions the last two years on the River Report and then have gone the different way when we wrote our oh, actual we story. The yeah. All right. Do you want an actual score? Um, or just who do you think is going to win? Yeah, let's, let's, let's see if we can think of a score now. I'm going to try to stick to what I say this year. Um, give me Bengals, like, 20s... Like, like 30-27 or something like that. Like, it's going to come down to McPherson again. Give me Bengals 27, Rams 24. Yeah, that would be that'd be another good one. Just, again, come down to a field goal. Because Evan McPherson's just so – he's lights out. He's and very good, get yeah. Anywhere within 40 yards, he's golden. Yeah. Uh, Joe Scheiste, Super Bowl MVP. If the Rams win it, I'm guessing it's going to be Cooper Cup. Cup or Stafford. Or Aaron Donald. Let's not forget yeah. about Aaron Donald. Yeah. Actually, I bet Aaron Donald's the safest pick. Or you can have two times Super Bowl MVP Von Miller. Well, he's currently one time, but you could you could. That would be cool too. That. Also, he he would have to make a big play or two to have that happen, though. Because I mean, that's hard to do without on defense without making a big big play. Um, wanted to maybe have a little quick, very quick discussion about the states of the teams we follow right now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no thoughts on the on the coaching and general manager hires yeah. for the Bears. We'll see what happens. I mean, okay, I'm excited. I mean, who could not be excited about a new coach and a new GM? I have an open mind. Seems like Everfless, like has a lot of good ideas. Um, and he's hiring the right people to benefit his staff, so he really only has to worry about head coaching. Um, but I, I just want to see what happens because it, I'm just done, like, being like, oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Like, the Bears are definitely going to win because you can't say that with the Bears. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to get – I'm going to wait and get excited when they prove that they can win. That's good. I think you're in the right mindset because I feel like I watch Bears fans every two to three years or however long a, co- a head coach contract is talk about how the next guy is going to be so good. Right. And no honestly, one, here's no my knows. yeah. Here's my thing. If you think a head coach is going to be good coming in, they're probably going to be garbage. Right. And if you think they're going to be garbage coming in, they're probably going to end up being good. Yeah. Because I thought I hated Matt the Matt Lafleur hire so much when it happened. I was so mad about it. Yeah. And then. I mean, he didn't bring home a Super Bowl for the Packers with Rodgers before he leaves. But who do you think is more likely to get out of town for the for the Packers or both, Rodgers or Devontae Adams? Both. They're gone. Both of them. I think they're both gone. Sounds like what we talked about this time last year too. Yeah, I just don't even think they have the money to franchise tag Devontae Adams. I think franchise tag is really the only way we're going to be able to keep him with their money yeah, he situation. Wants like, what, thirty million or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's quite that much. He's one. He's going to be want to be paid the highest receiver though. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, to some extent, especially if he goes to the right team, he probably deserves it. I gonna, think he deserves yeah, it. Yeah, he's going to follow. He'll probably. He's going to either go to the Raiders or wherever Rodgers goes. Which is where do you think? The Broncos. Yeah, I, I just makes Steel- I don't Broncos think the Steelers. the Packers aren't a team to trade within the division. No, I or the yeah I don't think the, he'll go to AFC. I just don't see the Steelers swinging that type of move, spending that yeah. type of draft capital for a th- almost forty year old 
uh, quarterback. And don't get me wrong, I love Aaron Rodgers, my favorite player of all time. He's probably going to win his second MVP, but yeah. still, he's 40 years old. You don't know what can happen after this right. point. And I don't know, maybe there's a chance he retires. It could be that too. I mean, that would he, be crazy though if him and Brady both retired. Manning, Manning did it. He he had a te- his original team. They won the Super Bowl. Manning did it twice actually before then I think right. But he they won the Super Bowl and then made it a couple times. Couldn't win anymore on the Colts. Went to the Broncos. The only thing about Rodgers is though he might want to go to an established team who already has an established coach that he trusts. Kind of like Brady with. Oh, Bruce did Harris. you not just see who got hired as the head coach yeah, for the Broncos? Yeah, Packers guy. Yeah, the, yeah, the like offensive he might, coordinator. He might See, think Mike Tomlin is more is a more responsible yeah, that's, option. That's true. I, I I get what you're saying. Here's the thing about why I'm heavily favoring the Broncos though. Yeah, they would be a really good team with Aaron Rodgers. Like realistically, their mm-hmm. their line is questionable sometimes. Their defense is still solid. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Noah Fant. They have. Um, uh, Alabama guy, uh, Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. um, and then and when they get, who I can't pronounce his name, but he's pretty good too. Al, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even gonna go there because yeah. I'm gonna butcher it. Um, I think they'd be a good team with Rodgers, and I think they would be dumb not to swing that. And especially with Hackett as the head coach now, I feel like it's probably inevitable because I mean Aaron Rodgers just had back to back MVP seasons with him as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. That seems pretty enticing to me if I'm him. Yeah. Um, Unless he just completely wants to separate himself altogether from the Packers as an organization. But that's true. Like, I, I mean, he's not really part of the Packers anymore. He's a, he's a Broncos coach now. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can see it going both ways. Um, One last thing we probably should mention just for the greater sake of sports as a whole. Uh, oh, TB12, yeah. he's gone. Oh, Sayonara. Um, we were talking about it before, though. It's going to be weird not having a league with so Tom weird. Brady in it. Brady was... Brady got his big first game, like his first like memorable game was late 2001. I wasn't even born yet. I w- he won his first Super Bowl a week or two before I was born. Um, and so he's all I've ever known as a football fan. Over time, just learned to, to really enjoy his greatness. And I think whether or not you're a fan of the guy, I think football without him is going to be weird. So respect to uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Yeah, and like I said before um, the podcast started, I don't – I didn't love Tom Brady back in the day. I've come to respect him now and even find him funny as a person. The the Bucks Super Bowl parade was legendary. Oh my God. He just ever since he went to Florida and got out of the whole Patriot way thing, yeah. he was he just became you got to see his true personality. Yeah, he's a lot more likable now. Um but yeah. That, it's gonna be weird not to see him, but get out of the league. He's forty four years old. <laughs> um I think that's all we got. You got anything else? Nope. Um Ice Humans basketball back in action tomorrow at Loyola and then again on Saturday against Southern, right? Yeah. 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 Then women's basketball Friday, Sunday matchups against um, they also Evansville play. and Indiana State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evansville and Indiana State. Um, a little bit more quick news while I'm thinking about it. Baseball was picked to finish third in the yeah. Valley today. Softball, I think yesterday was picked sixth. I didn't see that one. Um, yeah, they Cermak were, and McCall were both named to the all preseason team. Cermak's going to get drafted here yeah. soon because I was looking at it. I mean, I knew he had a great season last year, NBC awesome. Defensive Player of the Year. He also led with 11 home runs. Yeah. He also led in slugging percentage. He had like 40 RBI. I read the story this morning. He had 40 yeah. RBI. Uh-huh. 
and he was still named MVC Defensive Player of the Year. And I mean, not technically his freshman year, but his his freshman first year. year. Yeah, first it was his flying. first year. I, what is he technically? Uh, I mean, he's. A, I read it was a. He's technically called a third year sophomore. That's what they call it. So he's supposed to be a and junior. And they call then? they call uh, McCaw a yeah. fourth year junior. Yeah. So uh, technically a senior. So so like Cermak would be is probably a junior in like academically in college, but. Right. Anyway, this was a long podcast. Um, shout out to you guys if you listened to all of it. Um, if you didn't, you're not going to hear this part anyway. Um, but remember to follow along all things Illinois State Sports at VedetteOnline.com. Follow our Twitter at Vedette underscore sports. Follow our main account at the underscore Vedette. Um, I think that's all of our social accounts. Okay. Yeah. Um, remember, uh, stay hot, birds. Thank you.